So you want to be a witch? Well, I'm Mikhail Moonstrom. I'm Delphi Ducrete. And we're going to help answer that question. Yes. We are two relatively experienced <laughs> practitioners of the occult and a series of other branches that I believe qualifies us to answer this question and help give some background and hopefully some guidance to those who may want to follow a similar path or who are curious in other paths that are out there. Which the really nice part about this is that one of us is definitely more experienced than the other, but that just offers more perspective for someone who maybe has an understanding already to some degree, someone who has none like I did not too terribly long ago. It's just, it's an open forum for anyone that feels a connection to this question and any ones that we ask later on in, in some way. Now, before we try to answer this question, we have to clarify a bit about its parts. So, let's go into the term witch. This has a lot of this has a lot of connotations. You have your you uh, we're located here in the Bible Belt, and I can certainly say that the term witch has a primarily negative connotation when brought up in uh, certain circles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be fair. Um, and I've only caught fire walking into a few buildings, so it's <laughs> only one of them was a church. So I mean, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> not a huge deal. Unfortunate turn of events. <laughs> Um, but there's a negative space around it. And then I'll say the, the second connotation, which we usually get, which follows almost immediately after, if not uh, intertwined with the first, is that uh, it, go, it goes straight to Sabrina. It goes straight yes. to um, the cultural, Charmed. Yeah, the cultural yeah. influences that paints a picture in a certain way, like your American Horror Story and whatnot. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So yeah. suddenly there, there are these, or, or I mean, it's just in general, wow, these, these really either grotesque images or something that is incredibly based off of uh, off of fiction and, uh, and off of fantasy, off of the things that is that it was deliberately created in falsehood, not based off of an understanding that existed there. It's more the, the flashbang rather than the deep, deep understanding of what it is that you actually try to do as a witch, which it, which it can, it branches off into so many different areas, avenues, um, faiths, steps that you can take. Um, things that you can hold true for you. It just depends on what you have in your heart. That's the biggest thing is just following whatever is in there and not letting those things characterize it in a certain way that would lead you down a path of potentially dangerous and um, just misguided or it can end up being nothing, which, I mean, that would be disappointing, wouldn't it? You know, it, it absolutely would, but that's that's the best part about this is uh, we've got a pretty high success rate. And, and likewise, you are the drive in this. You know, so this isn't based off of anything that we say. This is based off of what you're going to be getting out of it. Now, let's so let's let's get textbook. All right. <laughs> so um, let's look at Webster or Merriam-Webster's definition of the word witch. It's a noun. Mm -hmm. And according to Merriam-Webster, the definition of witch, um, one that is credited with us usually malignant supernatural powers, especially a woman practicing usually black witchcraft, often with the aid of a devil or familiar. Read as sorceress, compare a warlock. That's the that's the standard grab bag definition for witch. It goes on in uh, uh, further descriptive language to say that witch is also defined as an ugly old woman. <laughs> that's uh, this that's is me. A, that's, a, that's a hag. <laughs> Uh, that's the morning for some of us. Then it goes on to say, a charming or alluring girl or woman. That's you. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. And then uh, further on, fourth definition, an inherent of Wicca, W-I-C-C-A. And then there's there's further ones, but we're going to go ahead and stop there as far as Webster, Webster goes. So 
there, you've got uh, you've, there's so much variance in that. It, it goes on to say that one a witch is also an ugly an ugly one <laughs> an ugly one living at the end of the woods, but then as well uh, an alluring young one. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, so th- there's the definition in its own self conflicts itself. It doesn't it does it doesn't make sense. And then the first one goes off to talk about usually aligned with malignant intent mm-hmm. by aid of devil or familiar. So you see what I'm saying when we talk about that connotation. Even in our country's history, in our in our culture's history that goes back in our language, there is a negative running connotation of the word witch. And if you think about when, when you hear the word witch or you say the word witch, what do you think of first? Do you think, well, for, for me, I guess I should speak for myself. I think of the cultural... Uh, understanding of what it is with your Sabrina's, your American Horror Story, and I also think of Salem. So, I mean, there's the the media aspect of it isn't necessarily inherently negative on its own, but thinking of Salem and the prosecution and things like that, that's where it gets a little more dicey, considering the religious aspect in which this country was founded upon. Now, those definitions are acceptable for most people, but in this particular case, they're not acceptable. No, they're not. So we're going to use our own personal definitions because why bother with rules when you can make up your own? So when I say the word witch, when I hear the word witch, when I consider this this term in my mind, what I mean is I mean one who is wise. I'm looking at the translation of witch to mean wise, to mean wisdom. And so a witch is a practitioner of wisdom. They are a practitioner of harmony. For me, that witch is somebody who lives in between the, the flow of everybody else and the quiet peace and rage that is nature, that is outside, that is those forces that have zero shits to give about us and our buildings and our cities and our pipes. You know, I feel like the witch is the one who's in between. Absolutely, and that's that's the key thing that I conceived of whenever I think of the word witch as well, and what it means to me to, to be one, to have the understanding that I do, given the culture that we live in. Aside from, of course, there's the, the stewardship within nature. That's one of the most important aspects of it, is being aware of nature and what it says, what it does, what it needs, protecting it, guarding it, holding it high. And uh, there's also the, the internal nature of, of our soul and what we are internally, rather than the external forces that we deal with every day, the TV, video games, the, the distractions, honestly, from what it is that you really hold true for you deep in your heart, exposing yourself not only to the, the microcosm of you, the microcosm rather of you, and then the nature on the grandest of scales, and whether that's concerning it to earth as you know it, or things beyond, because there is quite a bit beyond. <laughs> I yeah. would definitely, I definitely agree with that when it comes to beyond that. The witch is a starting point, um, which is a which is one. It's a very broad, it's a very broad term, mm-hmm. um, and that is one of those things that we're gonna we're gonna effectively we're gonna play off of. You know, this space here, we're going off of the definitions that we've just listed. That's what we mean when we're looking at the question. So you want to be a witch? Mm-hmm. So you want to be a insert? What we just said, because I'm not repeating it. <laughs> that's that's what we mean. So you can immediately take all of your questions or your assumptions of devil mm-hmm. worship, 
of consulting with devils and demons because that's for Wednesdays. <laughs> wait, is today Wednesday? Today is Wednesday. Never mind. <laughs> so, you know, we're going to wrap this up here we're in about gonna, five yeah. minutes. We you have do, some, yeah. some devil work to do. Yeah, apparently. Um, uh, I've, I've, I've put us at a great starting point. <laughs> Revealing our secrets already in episode one, man. <laughs> Stay tuned for... <laughs> Now, following the the mess of definitions, mm-hmm. we're going to get into the important meat and thickness of it, and that's going to be why. Why would one traverse this path? Why would one walk to the edge, walk to that middle ground that is not the city, that is not the comforts of of what you know now, but the comforts of what was known long ago, what is known always? Absolutely. And the, the, that's a question that you never really want to stop asking is why. Why do I want to start this? Why am I interested in it? Why do I want to achieve X, Y, and Z? Why do I want to go to this place when it can encompass a lot more than you may realize, at least initially. So asking the question of why, especially for yourself, is critical. And then likewise, if the answer that you get to answering that question is something along the lines of, well, you see, in episode three of Charmed, um, they fought the devils and demons because of a book. And Sophia threw the demon with her mind and set the building on fire and walked out, and it was totally badass. And they're talking time stopping, and and I'm not, I ain't saying that isn't cool. And I'm not saying that there isn't someone on enough some things to get there. But that's not what we mean. And again, if the answers you're getting to these these self-introspective questions of why am I here? Why am I listening to this? listen to them if you feel that call if you woke up or you were born this way with that drive to be outside to to be not just in the water but serving the water to 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 be picking that trash up where you happen to see it to be nurturing the little life that is always stepped upon by everyone else if you feel that kind of a position and you want to take it to a level that is greater not greater than what you're doing, but greater in the understanding of the depth of what you have been doing your whole life. Exactly. Or if you come to that point later on, that's absolutely fine too. Um, you never know where life will take you. And if you get to a point in your life where you're starting to have these inclinations, such as for myself, I'm almost 30 now, God help me. Even though I always had this notion of there was something more just below the surface and I never was able to grasp it until recently. Even if it means later on, there's no reason to sell yourself short in any conceivable way. And even thinking about what the word witch means and how that's definitely more, it has more of a feminine connotation, a very uh, matriarchal sense, which I, at least in my humble opinion, I think is the correct way. That doesn't discount anyone, man, woman, anything, any way that you identify, you're not discounted in any way for how you feel. I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Even when we looked at those definitions in the, in, in the dictionary, there was a feminine running theme to it and i agree for for me in my experience i I do believe that the term witch and witches are feminine now i'm not i'm gonna i'm gonna be speaking in some new age modern lingo here to say that you can be feminine and not be a female when it comes to the space of magic which we're going to get into in a bit but when it comes to the space of being a witch in my opinion it is deliberately and immediately connected to the feminine energy. It is connected into the lunar form. It is connected into 
the passive force. Absolutely. That in, in, in mythology, when you look historically, those goddesses of magic, or those patrons of magic, oftentimes were feminine. Likewise, it was a shadow art. It was something that was done in the shadows. It's, its whole nature, as it's proved in history, is something that's done indiscreet. When we look at our definitions of positive and negative, of masculine and feminine, that's actually one of the qualities we're looking for to determine either or is is what things are active and visible and formed, and then what things are shadow, what things are not as, are, are really based upon the refraction of light and not the light itself. These are the things that we look forward to, to delineate. But that's that's a little bit down the road. So advanced, yeah, advanced we'll, placement. We'll, we'll, we'll get there in a bit. You got to test into that, by the way. No, just <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so how, whatever your answer of why is, continue to ask it. Don't stop asking it. Hold into that space of why are you here? And if you feel comfortable with the answer, whatever that answer may be, we'll keep going. By all means. It's, it's your life to live. It's your understanding to grasp hold of. And one important thing is that when it comes to why, my why is different from Michael's why. And it can vary per person. It, it should and will vary per person. So never stop asking yourself why. If you have something that you don't understand when as you're reading, as you're meditating, as you're doing your research in whatever way you feel comfortable ask yourself why and you'll come to your own answer as long as it's serving your highest good that's the main thing that you want to at least consider all right now Delphi Ducrete it's a really important point to understand our individual perspectives so why did you become a witch well called you just growing up like I mentioned earlier I always felt that there was a lot of subtext to my everyday existence, even though we go about our ways with our school, our work, our friends, there was always something below the surface that, that churned, that burned, that burned bright. And I never really understood it to the extent that I needed to. Granted, I did, um, when I was much younger, around 13, 14, I practiced some, but it was all solitary. It was all based off of articles on the internet that I probably shouldn't have been on. And it may have opened doors that probably still have effects to this day. <laughs> I'm sure that they do. But uh, just having that that layer of something underneath my daily life really spoke to me. And uh, having an opportunity to join a group and get close to people that had that same feeling and had for even longer than I had, had practiced longer than I had, it helped me understand what it was to me that mattered most, which was having an understanding of myself and what I could do for others, have the love that I can show, how I can protect nature, especially animals. My heart has a, I have a huge heart for animals. And it's all connected in just deep spiritual growth, understanding, molding myself in a way that would serve my highest good to serve the world, to serve the earth, to serve people. That's the main driving force for why. Um, it, it gets a little more complex than that, but that's the main way that I can characterize it at the, at the present time. I, I love that answer. I, I think there is a lot of revelation in the answer that you give. And when you evaluate your answer to this question, get into the meat of it, get into the thick of it, get into the motivation. And you know what? If you get there and you go, I don't really know why, but I'm still listening. Well, just keep listening. Don't worry about it. You don't always have to understand that. I think that's kind of our golden rule. Yes. Is that <laughs> you don't have to get it and that whatever you feel, whenever you feel it, is okay, is valid, it's good. So the why will always be your own, but what will remain pretty much uniform is the how. Mm -hmm. How do you get there? How do you become the witch? How do you cross the threshold from mortality 
to infinity everything <laughs> everything nothing it's all that's that's again a little bit later down the road <laughs> it's it's really difficult to frame and I, I would even preface everything that this conversation has been said in and built around which is this term of which to say that the term itself doesn't mean anything i i look at my grandmother who is a devout christian she's been that way her whole life but in my heart i see her as a witch because her practice is based on the earth i've never met a woman not just a woman, I've never met anybody with a greener thumb. Your last name is literally the color, but I've never met anyone with a more re- intimate relationship with the earth. And she inspired that in me as a child. I remember being in her garden eating fresh greens and fresh vegetables that grew out of New Mexican soil where nothing else would. And when I have evaluated her life, her home, I can tell you where her altar is, though she'd never call it that. But I can see the continuation of a path that I know to be true without anybody else having to to conscribe or conform or fit into anything. So when you get into this, don't feel like you're being a witch as we say it. You're not you're not being anything but you. Mm-hmm. This whole this whole concept is all based off being you and understanding the witch within you. Not mm-hmm. having to become something you aren't. This path belongs to everybody who breathes, from everybody who belongs to the earth, unless you're not made of the same bones and flesh that we are, mm-hmm. which some of you aren't. But if you are, then this is a path that is open to you because you belong to that home. You belong to that earth, to that cycle of nature. And that's one of the main things to always do is understanding that we are here to serve nature. And nature includes other people. It includes yourself. It, it includes just taking care of what is held sovereign and held high. There are forces that run through the earth, that run through us, that are all universal. No matter what faith that you call yours, it all. This is still our home. This is still the, the place that we we must protect. We must give our give of ourselves to, and that means nurturing the earth, protecting animals, protecting each other. So, when you think about the question of how, it can it can include a number of things. It, it could include just saying a certain prayer a certain way. It include it can include taking a more um, studious approach. Like for me, that makes it a lot easier as having structure of some kind. And um, if you need that, if you feel yourself get lost in the sauce, which I often do. Get lost in overthought. It Please happens. do. <laughs> but um, the how, that's where the heart of it has to remain consistent. And if that's the case, then you can't really go wrong. As long as what you're showing is love and you're standing in your truth, that's really the main thing that needs to, to remain consistent across all all witches or all pagans, all anything, whatever, however you'd like to constrain yourself or not. I I agree. I feel like the basis of how entirely has to be based off of you, right? There's nothing that anyone else can do for you that if you won't do for you, will serve you. It's got to be on you, boo. You've got to be willing to to take on the fear and the adrenaline of riding your broomstick, of, of, of wielding the wand and, and the dangers that stand before you as one who now knows more, who is wise amongst so many who are not. The how is is important. But all right, okay, so come here real quick. I wanna I wanna show you something. So you've gotta get really close and we're gonna get right here. Hey. So I know that you're probably sitting down and inside. That's okay. But if you wanna be a witch, go outside. Go outside. It's it's cold right now, but that that's okay. That's all right. Well it's cold here. I don't know if it's cold where you are and if it's not then that's great. It's even more reason. But 
go outside. Go outside. Go outside. That's the biggest part. So go outside. That's the biggest, that's the first step, right? You ain't gonna be a witch only on your computer Googling spells and ending mm -hmm. up on spellsformagic.com. <laughs> spells I mean, for dummies. Yeah, you know what? There, there are, there's great books and there's great resources, but evaluate how you learn, right? Evaluate how you work best. If for you, you don't need no man to tell you what to do. Well, then lovely, get outside, go for a walk and listen. That's the biggest part about it. If you want to become the wise one, the first step is to shut up. You've got to listen to those who are wise. And it's not people. You've got to listen to the trees. You've got to listen to the earth. You've got to listen to yourself. Mm -hmm. So first step, go outside. Get outside. Go away from people. Get away from the noise. Get away from buildings. You need to just go to that special space between you and nature. Absolutely. That's going to be the key to everything that you do. If you spend all your time with your nose in the books, if you're no with your nose on the website trying to find different pieces, and if you just focus so much on the items that you can hold in your hands, the things that are tangible, then you'll miss everything that drives why you use those things in the first place. If you don't understand why it is that you do a certain invocation, you say a certain phrase, you do a certain spell, that won't be ground for, for you on which to stand. If you go out and listen to the trees, listen to the wind, the ocean, the breeze, the birds, the bugs, you'll understand a lot more about how what you see around you, what you feel around you, reflects how you feel within, what's going on within. It all is one and the same. It just it reflects something that runs much deeper. It's much quieter. But if you have ears to listen, you have eyes to see, if you have a heart that's open, there is so much to be grasped, to be held onto that doesn't require the need for an a thame or an, an altar or any of these things that it, it has to have ground to stand on otherwise it'll just fall through it's like building the house upon the rock versus the house upon the sand you're 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 correct so much of that is based off of having a firm foundation and your foundation isn't it's not going to be in the tools it's not going to be in the the wielding fireballs or consorting <laughs> with dragons or the invocation or evocation of demons it, your your practice has got to be based in love. It's got to be based off of nature. It has to be based off the things that are greater than you. Because, honey, you're wonderful, but you're not that great. And it's about accepting that. Accepting that. And getting help from all of the avenues. That includes all of your lovely spirit guides. That mm -hmm. includes listening to the birds as they fly overhead. Listening and hearing the wisdom that comes through the wind. That sings from the trees. But you're not going to get there. If you're so busy talking about what's going on in your life. Mm -hmm. So you've got to listen. Go outside. Listen. And then this third and last step, which is really important. Brace yourself. I'm braced. You've got to say something. So when you go outside, when you, when you get out to that space where you're not around anybody else, when you're separated, you've got to answer this question. Nature in the world around you is asking that question. So you want to be a witch? Well, you have to answer. You have to respond. You have to say out loud, I want to be a witch. I want to know more. Mm -hmm. I want to be one of the wise. But you make that declaration to nature. Not to any other person. But to nature. Mm -hmm. Sing it to your creek, to your river, to the, to, to the oak in your backyard. But make that request out to the wind and to the world. 
and it will hear you, and it will respond in your course and your time, your path to being one of the wise, to being a witch, will have certainly begun. Then that door will open, and if you, I think you told me one time, if you're able to step out into nature and not take anything with you and still be able to live and breathe, eat, find shelter, all of that, then you know that you've truly made it. That's a lot to ask of someone. I mean, granted, we're listening to this on the internet, we have our creature comforts, but even just having the understanding, having the knowledge of what to look for, what to listen for, there is so much to be learned, so much to be gained, so much love to be held. I mean, the way I see it is the the earth, the sky, everything that you see that we take for granted every day, it cradles you, it loves you, it holds you. There's danger in nature. I mean, nature can be loving and cruel. But if you have awareness, if you know what to listen for, what to look for, then there's nothing but success. There's nothing but triumph. There's trial, of sure, like with anything that you undertake. But if you have that open mind and heart, there's nothing that can stop you whenever you, you have that countenance with nature. Remember those words. Listen to that. Hear that. If you don't have to remember anything else that comes from this, but remember that it all comes from you. None of this is based off us. It's all based on you. So remember these steps. Get outside. Listen. And ask. When you've done that, we will see you on the other side. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to conclude this episode like we will all of our episodes. And that is going to be a brief spell for peace, for love, for truth as we go forward. So take your time, do whatever. Click off if you'd like. But this is our part. Heavenly Father above, Holy Mother below, we thank you for this time, for this space, for this outlet, for us to speak, for us to be here gathered. I ask that you send it upon the four winds, send it in all the directions that it may go, so that whoever has ears to hear may find it, whoever has eyes to see may see it. We pray that this seed takes hold in even just one soul. If we can touch just one that seeks to understand themselves better, the world better, each other, their loved ones, their enemies, the strangers, anyone that has ears to hear, eyes to see, a heart that's open, a mouth which will speak, hands that will move, feet that will carry them out into nature, out into the world, and give that love back that's been shown to us so so gratuitously. Oh, Holy Mother and Father, we thank you again for this space, and we ask that you call a continuance of love, of peace, and of truth. And, and for those that have uh, the door in them open, even just a crack, even just a little bit, may it be nudged a little bit further each day. Whether it's just a thought passing about this, this recording or any of the words that we've had to say or anyone that you happen to see that touches you in that way, that it remain open, that it continue to be open slowly but surely. We ask all that we ask. In the name of the Father above, the Mother below, to all of our ancestors and family who have brought us here, brought us now. So mote it be. So mote it be.